0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Listen, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. We're going to continue our examination of uh, 1 and Second Thessalonians. Uh, specifically we're paying real close attention to what the lord did here with this particular body of christ how is it that the gospel the word of god comes into community that's totally pagan that never received it before and then they hear they receive what happens next and the lord gives us all sorts of examples in scripture the book of acts and then the various letters that are written to these churches it gives us insight and revelation into really what the body of Christ should be. And the sad truth is this, folks, if you look at what the Scripture says and what is revealed to this, and just at a cursory reading and just paying attention to what happened, what occurred, and then you compare that to what we see as the body of Christ today, the supposed body of Christ, particularly within the organizational church, you don't see anything, any, any comparison whatsoever. They're so dissimilar. So much of what we do and what we think is the work of the kingdom of God is not the work of the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, we're going to see some more things related to that right now. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians, first chapter. We've looked at the first five verses already, but let me just read through it real quick just to remind us where we are. It says this in verse 1, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. Now, let me stop right there in the middle of that sentence. We see again that what Paul said he's bearing in mind is their work of faith, their labor of love, and the steadfastness of hope that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Quite often we have works, we have labor, we have steadfastness, but it's not in faith, it's not in love, and it's not in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's more in what we think we are able to do and what we can attain and what we can do in the name of the kingdom of God rather than what the Lord has told us to do in his kingdom. And he reminds them that they have been chosen by God knowing this, that they're beloved by God and they're chosen now. Verse 5, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. So he's reminding them and he's telling them, you know the gospel that we brought to you, and it didn't just come in word. It wasn't just this kind of thing that we convinced you of something through our words, okay? It wasn't the kind of thing that through our reasoning, our rationale that we revealed truth to you. He said, no, no, we didn't come in word only. He did come in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. We we so lack this today, folks. Okay, it's so lacking for folks to come in the Word, in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction. I mean, how often is it that you can listen to someone speaking and say in their proclaiming this is a message or a a sermon or something like that, and all you have to do, folks, is sit there and Google a couple of words, and up pops the exact thing that's being said and that's being read to you. And people say, oh, that doesn't happen. Oh, yes, it does happen. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that's inherently evil. But what I'm saying is this, that just bringing forth the word, particularly the word that somebody else gave, and that you're just sort of reading to the people, is not going to really bring forth the full power of the Holy Spirit and full conviction within you and within those that you're speaking to. Okay. Now we all. Let me hasten to say this, folks. Everybody, we glean and we learn from one another. Okay? There's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So don't hear me wrong on this. But I'm telling you, the word of God must be brought forth in power and in the whole, of the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. In other words, you're laying yourself down before God and you're saying, God, use me. And that's what. Paul said that he and the entourage that was with him did. He said, "You know what kind of men we proved to be among you. You know how we brought the gospel, and it just wasn't a thing that we did in word, but there was power involved. Now, what was that power? The power would have been the things that we call the miraculous things, the supernatural things. Okay, the things that would have come along. There have been no other way for this to have occurred, and that occurred." by the Holy Spirit. He says, you know what happened with this. So, the next two verses, verse 6-7 is one sentence, and it sort of shows what happened. He says, so, you also became imitators of us and of the Lord. This is a biggie right here, and you see this in Paul's writings, and quite often we are very, very uh, uh, reticent to, to even say anything like this. But we see in the Scripture that we are to live the kind of lives That other people will desire to imitate, okay? The other people will desire to imitate. He says here, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. Paul says in other places that, you know, uh, I did what the Lord told me to do, and I tell you to do the same thing that I did because I'm doing what the Lord told me, okay? We are to live that type of life, and he's really encouraging them because they did. He said, you became imitators of us. You became imitators of the Lord. How? Having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Now that right there is sort of a loaded phrase. They received this word. Now, the previous verse, Paul said, we didn't come in you word only. They came with a word that was verified by power and the Holy Spirit and full conviction. He says, you received this word, but they received the word in much tribulation. In other words, when they received this word, it cost them something. It was just not the kind of thing, oh, I think I'll choose this religion or this religion, everybody will love me. There were times of tribulation that came upon them and were still coming upon them. He said, You receive this word, and we'll see more about this as we get through the first chapter. You receive the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Notice how they had joy the joy of the spirit it wasn't the joy of the flesh it wasn't joy within the soulish realm of man it was joy of them receiving the word the holy spirit coming within them and transforming them and bringing forth a joy that unbelievers simply do not understand and can never ever experience and paul is telling this church he says, you have experienced this you've been through this you've seen this and it wasn't just the kind of thing that they did and sat on themselves and said, "Okay, well, we're we're okay before God now, so we're just going to wait till He returns again." And people say, "Well, what did Paul even say anything about His returning? The Lord's returning again?" <laughs> you know that already from our previous times ago. The Lord reveals so much about his return again in these two letters to the church of Thessalonica, even though Paul had only had a few weeks to be with him. So he says this, You received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, verse 7, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. So he's saying it was really an encouragement to the other believers within the region that you were an example. You were an example to those who believed after you. Okay, You're also an example of those who who believed before you believed. He said you have become an example. And we'll see in the next couple of episodes what kind of example they became and what they did. Uh, just in our last moment right here, take this to the Lord. And just really lay it before him. Say, Lord, where what do we need to do? because uh, personally, individually, as the body of Christ, etc., etc., because even just the things we've seen right here, are we really uh, walking in the work of faith and the labor of love and the steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ? Have we become imitators of the Lord? Do we just speak forth the Word, or do we really walk in the Word and the power of the Holy Spirit with full conviction? If we aren't, then there's opportunities right here for to allow the Lord to change us into what he desires for us to be. Well, thank you. I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.